So uh, here are the events for today's procession. Uh, we're going to start by having a chat about the changes to the admissions process. Um, we're going to talk about the medical admissions timeline from now. Uh, we're going to talk about the portfolio that you'll have to do for UOW and a little bit about uh, Macquarie as well. Uh, we'll run over the specific requirements for each university. Uh, we'll talk about how to preference uh, and place your uh, preferences, as well as the places that you can get. Uh, and then we'll have a chat about um, the uh, MMIs and interviews and other criteria required to enter medicine. So, who are we? Uh, uh, my name is Emmanuel, once again. Uh, I'm a biology, physics and chemistry tutor at GradReady. I'm currently a second year uh, medical student at the University of Sydney, and I did a Bachelor of Science at UQ. Tim? And uh, I'm Tim. Um, I'm a biology tutor at GradReady. I also do a bit of content development, um, helping out with creation of questions and things like that. Um, currently, I'm in my third year of, uh, medical, of my medical degree at Unimelb. Um, I graduated uh, with a Bachelor's of Biomedical Science in Unimelb as well, uh, majoring in pathology. So it's good to meet you all. So um, a lot of the information that we'll be talking about today will be parroting the GEMSAS application guide. And if there's anything you miss or anything that's unclear about what we talk about today, and just in general, it's always a good idea to reference back to the application guide, which is thorough uh, and has almost everything you need for most of the universities barring the non-GEMSAS units, which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, so if you'd like, click that QR code and take a look. Yeah, oh, you're fine. Anyways, uh, first let's discuss the changes to the admissions process. So for any of those who've been applying since pre-2012, uh, these are the changes that you may find or you have found since then. Uh, the University of Sydney, Flinders and Monash now require direct application versus application through GEMSAS. Um, uh, some of the universities uh, prefer or require an undergrad degree from the same institution, such as Monash and Flinders. Um, there has been the addition of an interview at UQ from 2020 onwards. Uh, the GAMSAT itself has moved from a paper-based format to an online format in 2020. Um, and in terms of your uh, results and how they apply to your GPA, several universities are no longer considering results from 2020 due to the pandemic, uh, which may be beneficial to some of you who might have struggled during the pandemic. Uh, this is in all the universities, and I think we'll have a list later on. Uh, there are some course prerequisites added for UQ uh, and uh, the University of Melbourne has actually removed prerequisites. Ah. One second. Uh, so, uh, in terms of the actual uh, changes to the GEMSAS application, uh, GEMSAS now, in terms of rurality, GEMSAS uses the modified Monash model, uh, whereas previously uh, it used the remoteness area system. 
so this might change the degree of rurality you have and how much it can contribute to your application. So just keep that in mind and take a look at that if you'd like. Uh, and this will apply to all GEMSAS universities. And so if you'd like to take a look as, as to whether uh, you fit into the rural schemes, uh, you can take a look at that QR code. In terms of um, entry changes that are more recent, uh, the University of Melbourne has introduced a rural pathway with a separate application process. Uh, and so this will give us about 30 new places for those who want to study at the University of Melbourne. Uh, and uh, it's for those who are interested in becoming part of the rural and regional workforce in medicine. Uh, importantly, this does not require the GAMSAT exam. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later. The University of Sydney also has a rural program. Uh, it's the Dubbo Stream and it supports 24 students. Uh, this does require the game set um, and it also requires a personal statement, which isn't usually required for the University of Sydney. Um, an important one actually is that UNDS or Notre Dame, Sydney and Fremantle have um, removed portfolios and replaced it with the Casper test. Uh, so they join the University of Wollongong uh, in requiring the CASPER. And uh, yeah, there we go. University of Wollongong requires the CASPER as well as something called the snapshot. The CASPER is a 100 minute to 120 minute online open response situational judgment test. They provide you a set of situations and you have to respond with how you would manage those situations. And the snapshot is a 15 minute one way interview with standardized questions. So one way in the sense that there's no one actually there asking the questions, the questions will be provided to you and you answer them. As discussed previously, the University of Queensland has uh, two science prerequisites now in cell biology and systems physiology. These are second year units in those uh, topics. Uh, and there is a table where you can compare your units that you've done in your undergraduate, say you aren't from UQ, uh, and compare them to these prerequisites and see if they match. Uh, the University of Queensland also has a program uh, called the Central Queensland Wide Bay Regional Medical Pathway. It's another rural program which adds 60 places um, in 2023. So to apply for this pathway, you must select UQ as your first, second, or third preference. Um, and on the UQ preference page, you can select this pathway. Uh, and if you are uns unsuccessful in obtaining an offer in this pathway, you will just be considered for the regular Brisbane program. So there's no risk of picking the wrong one. Um, at the University of Western Australia, uh, its criteria for the final offer is now 30% GPA, 20% GAMSAT, and 50% interview, where it was previously uh, evenly distributed. In addition, it's worth noting that rural applicants will be ranked based on a separate weighting structure, where 22.5% uh, is GPA, 15% is GAMSAT, 37.5% is interview, and 25% is rural rating, which is a bit complicated, but very nice for our rural friends. Um, and the University of Western Australia has increased spots from 64 to 103 as well. Uh, Deakin has made some changes as well. 
Deakin University aims to recruit 50% of its cohort from rural applicants this year. Again, awesome for those who are from a rural background. Uh, and a minimum of 25% of domestic applicants will be allocated to will be allocated to applicants from a rural background, in addition to 30 domestic places reserved for the rural training scheme. Um, yep, so as discussed before, some universities are not going to include the uh, 2020 results. Uh, this is a list of universities that do include the 2020 results. Uh, I'm not going to read them all out, but this is a list of them. Importantly, some universities will not use them, including Wollongong, Deakin, and the University of Melbourne. Uh, the University of Western Australia will use grades from semester two in 2020 only. And Griffith, and for Griffith, nicely, students may request to have all semester one 2020 grades disregarded. Uh, and just in terms of any information regarding Flinders at the time, of this presentation, they have not released their 2024 entry admissions guide. So a lot of the information here is from the previous year. Uh, also nicely, uh, some universities that did not consider 2020 results will now accept 2020 results for completed honors years. So if you've had a good honors, they can be included. Um, so this includes Wollongong and Melbourne. Okay, All right, on to so, Tim. Yep. Uh, next, I'm going to talk about uh, the timeline for the medical admission. So important to put these in your calendar. All right. So uh, we're in the fifth, fourth uh, of May at the moment. Um, so we're right around here. The UCID, the University of Sydney um, applications have opened. Uh, GEMSAS applications have opened as well. Uh, so around. This, this month, uh, you're going to do all the applications um, up to next month for these specific universities here. Um, you can take a screenshot of this if you'd like. Um, the interviews will, the offers of the interviews will uh, be released in early September and the interviews will occur in September and October. And finally, the offers will be released November through to January of next year. All right. Yep. Again, this is just another summary of the timeline. Uh, you've you, you've all done your GAMSAT for uh, during March, and re results will be released in late this month. Um, interview offers will be released in August to September, and then interviews in September, and offers, as I said, released from around September to um, January of next year. So I think it's a good time to start organizing everything that you need to do. Uh, for example, using an Excel spreadsheet over here, um, because you know uh, you might have different application needs than others. Um, some might uh, need portfolio, some might need um, Casper tasks, situational judgment tasks, and they have different times. So depending on which one you want to apply to or which one you preference, uh, it's it might be a good idea to start getting organized in this way. This is just um, a summary of what I said, um, start getting organized. Um, and you can find all the information, as we said before, in the admissions guideline for both 
uh, GEMSAS and U University of Sydney. You can uh, copy the links over here, but they can be easily found online anyway. So uh, this is a section that used to be a lot more important than it is now. Uh, the portfolio is a thing exclusive to the University of Wollongong. Um, uh, and, but it's still important to talk about, and so we shall. So the University of Wollongong requires a portfolio in their application, and students should check the UOW Medicine's website for official direction and attend their open nights, where they'll talk more about their vision for the medicine program and where you fit, so you can sort of fit yourself into uh, their mold per your um, portfolio. Uh, it requires referees for each of the things that you talk about. And so you should contact them now or as soon as you can to ask for permission and to have backups. Um, and as said again, you should start drafting as soon as you can uh, and make sure to reflect on your experiences and not just describe uh, what happened. It's important to think about how um, your experiences reflect on you as a person and what they say about your capabilities and um, you, the way that you sort of tick. Uh, and it's important to think a couple of steps ahead in terms of what it means, you know, don't just leave it at, I do this and therefore I am like this. Think about it a little bit more deeply, if that makes sense. So remember to focus on the outcome, i.e. how the activity makes you a strong applicant rather than just describe the activity. The Wollongong portfolio uh, asks for examples uh, or up to five examples of each of the following. So leadership, capacity to work with others. With this, think about a part-time job or a team sport or something like that. Uh, service ethic, whether you've done any volunteering or worked in a um, fairly selfless environment or done anything selfless in your time. Um, the diversity of your experiences. So what have you done that isn't studying? Have you traveled? Do you play an instrument? Do you, have you done any performances? What do you do with yourself outside of study? High level performance in the area of human endeavor. For example, can you speak multiple languages? Have you ever flown a plane? Do you play sport at a high level? Things like this. Uh, and do you have any specific academic experience worth noting? Obviously, all of you will have done an undergraduate degree, but um, higher level of education, such as PhD, docs, awards, dean's list, et cetera, are all valuable and worth mentioning in this section. So just in terms of tips, um, read the respective university portfolio guides. Uh, start reading early. Oh, well, I guess in this case, just the UOW portfolio guide but start writing early to allow yourself time to reflect and develop your thoughts. Again, it's obviously you have word limits and time restriction, but uh, being layered in your understanding of yourself through um, the things that you've done uh, is sought after, I guess, by the markers of these. Where you can include experiences that show frequency and duration, because medicine is all about duration, unfortunately. Uh, try to include experiences that have taught you something new and explain how this happened and why it is important and relevant. Uh, it's an easy way to appear reflective and um, thoughtful. Try to include a variety of experiences, of course, uh, and that's going to be enhanced by the fact that there's multiple sections. 
And UOW encourages point form writing for activity descriptions, which I think is easier for all of us anyway. Now, uh, UOW is the only uh, significant portfolio. Macquarie requires a personal statement. Uh, and so it includes answering questions specifically related to the Macquarie ND program. So it's important to understand what they're about uh, per their website and any seminars that they may do. It's not graded, uh, but it's deemed satisfactory or unsatisfactory. And so only students with satisfactory personal statements uh, may receive an interview offer. So it doesn't need to be lights out, but it does need to be good enough just so you can get in the door. Um, there are other personal statements, such as the UCID one um, for the rural program, uh, but those that's fairly rural specific. On to the specific requirements for each of the universities. This is the bulk of our presentation here. Uh, so first, let's talk about the University of Melbourne. The University of Melbourne is not using 2020 results unless it's an honours result or a pre-pandemic grade submitted, such as like a summer semester course. Um, the criteria for an interview offer is 50% GPA and 50% GAMSAT. Uh, the GAMSAT is unweighted. So the mark that you'd get on your GAMSAT is weighted where they double the value of section three um, in Unimelb balances them evenly. So those who may be stronger in section one and two may prefer an application to UniMelb, for example. And those who are strong in section three, the opposite. Uh, the GPA is calculated uh, with a one-time multiplier, multiplier for year one um, and a double multiplier for year two, three and beyond in your undergrad. There's a graduate access scheme that Melbourne has, uh, which can provide you extra points for your application if you have a previous status as a refugee, uh, are disadvantaged socioeconomically, uh, and have any disabilities or chronic medical conditions or any personal difficulties. And you can apply for that through the University of Melbourne themselves uh, rather than through GEMSAS. Um, in terms of postgrad study, GPAs may be adjusted in the applicant's favor for applications with a completed PhD or master's qualification, though this isn't guaranteed, and I'm not entirely sure of how they determine this. Uh, and honors degrees must be completed by the end of semester one to be included. The final offer is uh, a 25% GPA, 25% GAMSAT, and 50% multiple mini interview split. For Deakin, uh, Deakin is also not using 2020 results. Um, the criteria for an interview offer is 50% GPA, 50% GAMSAT, plus whatever bonuses they may include. Uh, and we'll talk about those below. Uh, they do use a weighted GAMSAT, so they double the value of the section three. Uh, the GPA calculation is a one times multiplier for year one, two times for year two, and three times for year three. I think this is usually how it is and UniMelb is a bit of an exception there. Um, an exception, again, is that it's not including 2020 results. PhDs are included as well. Uh, and the minimum weighted GPA is five. Um, they have a, a series of good bonuses. So if you have prior clinical experience, they include a 4% bonus, work experience, 2% bonus, 
If you studied previously at Deakin, you get a 4% bonus. If you are re rural or regional, or sorry, you want to do a residency regionally, you get 8%. And uh, if you're financially disadvantaged, you get a 2% bonus. Postgraduate studies, uh, such as graduate certificates, graduate diplomas, and masters, are uh, successfully completed by the 31st of July uh, this year will also be used towards GPA calculations. And the final offer is like Unimail, 25% GPA, 25% GAMSAT, and 50% interview. The University of Sydney, where I'm from, uh, 225 Commonwealth supported places are included, including bonded medical places. Uh, and 24 of these are now in Dubbo, in the Dubbo stream. And these offers are to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander and rural applicants first. Uh, that is the, uh, the Dubbo spots. Uh, the requirements to apply are a GPA at a credit average or a GPA uh, of 4.5 if you're rural and the honours years do count. The GAMSAT score has to be above 50 in each section. And if you meet the GPA hurdle and are above the GAMSAT threshold, which is never revealed ahead of time, uh, you fill out the confirmation page and then you're in. Uh, and what's an important thing to understand about the University of Sydney process is that the threshold is heavily skewed towards section one and section two. It's not an even distribution between section one and section two. Uh, and section three. Section three has a very low weighting. Um, some nerds at Paging Doctor, from what I recall, uh, weighted it at less than 10% uh, of the um, 2023 threshold, whereas section one and two were a lot higher. So those of you who might struggle, for example, with section three, but do really well in section one and two, have a great shot uh, with an application at the University of Sydney. Uh, and also remember, of course, that UCID is not on the GEMSAS consortium, so you have to apply directly to UCID, and uh, you have to do your GPA calculation through UAC rather than uh, whatever scheme GEMSAS has. Uh, and just in terms of changes, in case you weren't sure, uh, in 2022, as in 2020, there will be no interviews in 2021 and so on. Uh, and as said before, there's a double strength. They have their own separate admissions guide. So uh, these are the QR codes. If you're a domestic or international applicant, please take a look at these uh, if you're interested in applying to the University of Sydney. Uh, now, Macquarie University, uh, as sort of discussed again, uh, they have a um, personal statement. Some tips are to keep it succinct, succinct, succinct and relevant. Uh, also a good idea to refer to global health, such as uh, health issues in Hyderabad, India. Uh, there are 20 interview offers to uh, their clinical science, which is their M Macquarie undergraduate program. And from there, uh, from the 700 applications, 140 people are interviewed, 80% of those take the interview offer, 
70% of those receive offers and 60% of those accept. Um, important to understand is that it's a full fee paying uh, for all students. They don't have any Commonwealth supported places. And so you should consider uh, the your family and if they can support you, uh, the location uh, and whether you'll need to work through the degree in order to support yourself. The University of Notre Dame, Sydney has two clinical schools in Victoria, interestingly enough, one in Ballarat and one in Melbourne. And so this means that students are, of Notre Dame have the option of studying their pre-clinical years in Sydney and then can return home to Victoria for their clinical years. Something interesting and worth considering. Flinders uh, has an interesting set of applications uh, requirements, and this is based off last year's information rather than um, uh, this year, because the application guide is going to be published in about 22 days, three weeks. Uh, last year, uh, the entry requirements were to hold a bachelor degree or equivalent quali qualification, or be due to complete a bachelor degree or equivalent qual qualification before starting the course. Uh, you also need to hold a valid GAMSAT with the minimum score of 50 in each section. All domestic applicants are required to have completed or be in the final year of a bachelor degree or equivalent, as said before. Uh, there is no 10-year rule in terms of whether your GPA that you have is valid, and there are no subject prerequisites. There is also no minimum GPA. Uh, however, it's recommended that you're at least at a 5.5 to be competitive. Um, there are some bonuses for select groups of students. So Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders um, can get in through the GAMSAT where they can meet Flinders' Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander subquota for uh, student uh, entry. They also have uh, some options for non-GAMSAT entry for uh, Indigenous students, uh, and these are all awesome and worth looking at. Uh, but both of these uh, entries require an undergraduate degree at least. If you are a humanitarian visa holder, uh, up to four places are available for applications who or applicants who currently hold or have ho ever held a humanitarian visa issued by the Australian government. They have a Doctors of Medicine rural stream uh, where up to 36 places are available to applicants from an Australian rural background. Uh, this is uh, based on rurality between two and five on the remoteness area scale, uh, as well as specific applicants from the Barossa uh, Hills, Mallee, Fleurio, Greater Green Triangle, and the Riverland. Non-Flinders graduates uh, can take up 25% of the places, uh, and uh, Flinders graduates take up a maximum of 75% of the total places, so it'll be somewhere in the middle there. A minimum of 28% of the CSPs are for rural applicants. So up to 25 places are available for Flinders graduates who most or whose most recent bachelor degree is one of the following. Uh, and there's a list there that you can take a look at. Uh, yep. 
in terms of the game set, you need a minimum score of 15 each. Uh, but of course, you'll probably want to do a little bit better than that to be competitive. Um, in terms of the scores required, it's been fairly static over the last three years. Uh, and so just take a look at this if you'd like and see where you fit. Flinders has an interview. Uh, and interview offers are based on weighted GPA from the latest completed bachelor's degree and your GameSat score, 50-50. Uh, the interview is a panel interview, uh, so you'll be in front of two to three people. Uh, that goes for about 45 to 50 minutes. Um, you book it via email, but you do need to pay an administrative fee of $57 before it can be confirmed. Um, Previously, uh, at least in 2023, they offered both face-to-face -face and online interviews due to COVID. However, this may be due to the change in 2024. We'll just have to see. Hopefully, they continue to offer both. Uh, in terms of what might be required from you, the interview conducted in both South Australia and the Northern Territory is semi-structured and uses a common set of scenarios and questions for applicants to assess qualities considered important for both success in the medical program and in subsequent medical practice. That's Flinders, and it's a little vague, but all reasonable, of course. The specific qualities assessed include quality of your motivation, uh, learning style and team skills, communication skills, pro-social attitude, personal management and self-evaluation skills, and your approach to decision-making. So. Again, important to reflect on who you are and why you want to do this, not to succeed. In terms of applying, you apply directly to the university, not through GEMSAS. You can put your preferences to study in Adelaide or Darwin. And if you have never studied or have never submitted an application directly to Flinders University, you can register and submit your application to the MD using the online application system. So... When you do this, you'll receive two emails, a confirmatory, a confirmation of application submission and a second email about a student ID. Uh, and so uh, this might take a little while, but of course you will receive it. Uh, and then you can use that student ID for applications later down the road if you ever reapply. Um, and this is the same if... Uh, this is a little different if you've been made an offer at the Flinders University uh, more than 12 months ago, uh, where you need to reactivate your um, your Flinders University student uh, number. Offers at Flinders are based on equal, an equal weighting of GAMSAT, a weighted GPA, and interview. In terms of what goes on in the course. It's a four-year Doctor of Medicine course, uh, and you get to elect to study in either Adelaide or the Northern Territory through Flinders and Charles Darwin University. Uh, and these are things that you'll need a preference. There's a large rural focus, of course, uh, and it is full-time study, of course. The University of Adelaide is a six-year full-time Bachelor of Medical Studies and Doctor of Medicine course. It's two separate degrees, but they feed into each other from 2022, uh, and they'll be considered one degree. 
Now, there are a variety of ways you can apply for this medical program. Generally speaking, it's for undergraduate students, which uh, and, and those who have sat uh, the relevant tests for undergraduate entry. Uh, there are uh, options for higher education applications. Um, the specific re requirement is if you've done fewer than two years of a degree at the University of Adelaide and have not studied at any other university. Uh, there's a set of questions, by the way, but I'll just ask or uh, answer Ash's question now. It will be recorded. So if you're a little busy, uh, you can find it on Facebook a little bit later. Um, so just in terms of the higher education pathway as discussed, your only tertiary record of study must be at the University of Adelaide. Uh, you can't have studied uh, at any other university. And this does not include accelerated study in year 12. You must sit the UCAT, interestingly, to gain a competitive score and be invited to an interview here. And uh, your GPA is used for your academic score. First year students must have between 18 and 24 units of level one study and have achieved at least a credit average across all subjects. Second year students, uh, between 24 and 48 units of level one and two studies have to have achieved a credit average. Uh, and if you're a third year at Uni Adelaide, you cannot apply, interestingly. You must meet the prerequisite subject requirements uh, per the high school requirements. You apply directly to SATAC rather than GEMSATS. Uh, UQ. Uh, there's some information there at the UQ website. Uh, there are a subset of students at UQ who are a part of a graduate entry program. Sorry, a provisional school lever entry program. Uh, assuming you're not one of those, uh, you need to have completed the tertiary subject prerequisites as discussed before, have completed a tertiary degree within the past 10 years or are about to complete a tertiary degree. You need a minimum GPA of five on a seven point scale, and you need a minimum game set of 50 in each section within the past two years. Uh, they've recently added the MMIs to the application progress uh, process, and final offers are based on a 50% MMI, 25% uh, unweighted game set. So again, even between the three sections and the 25% GPA. So in terms of places, there are 280 with 140 from direct school entry and 144 graduate entry. So about 140 for most of us here. Uh, 40 of those places, places are bonded and 100, of course, are Commonwealth supported places. 28% of them are set aside for rural background scheme uh, students. Uh, and these can either be uh, BMPs or CSBs, depending on how you do. There are also 180 international places. 90 of those are the UQ or part of the UQ OCEANA program, which is, I think, a United States entry program.
So uh, they define a rural student as someone who has lived rural for at least five years consecutively uh, per the MMM tool, which is there and was in the previous QR. Uh, and if you need more information about the rural subcoder, there's a link right there. Okay. Uh, importantly, there's an Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander admission pathway as well. Um, for graduate entry into UQ, this requires the successful completion of a bachelor's degree from an accredited institution, uh, or you're in your final year. They also encourage a GAMSAT, but it's not required to be part of the application. It also, of course, requires confirmation of your Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander status and personal resume. Uh, and it must include two referees, an academic transcript, a brief and uh, a brief personal statement as well. Okay. Uh, Tim, you got it from here or would you like me to do Griffith as well? No, I'll, I'll, I'll get it from here. Okay. All right. So for Griffith, uh, we've got 142 um, Commonwealth supported places, uh, 56 bonded medical places, and up to 35 international uh, places. And they've also got the Bachelor of Medical Science Provisional Entry Pathway. Um, there's 80, 80 of these, and 28.5% of those um, have bonded medical places. And you're going to study either at the Gold Coast campus or in the Sunshine Coast Health Institute. Uh, when you're applying, uh, it's important to specify the type of place, um, preference of the type of place, and press preference for your location. Um, and you can uh, have any degree before applying, so there's no preferred key degree or area of study. Um, in terms of the entry requirements, um, you have to get a minimum GPA of 5.0 uh, from any degree. Um, a GAM set of 50 in each section minimum with overall score of at least 50. And you have to do the GAM SAA, GAMSA, the Griffiths version of the multi mini interview. Um, and you're ranked for interview based on a 50 50 combination of the unweighted GPA and the overall GAM set. In terms of how they calculate the GPA, um, it's unweighted, as we said. Um, calculate using the GEMSAS grading scheme and calculate over the final three years. Um, if you're in your final year of your bachelor degree when you're applying, um, the GPA will be calculated over the grades that are just available to, to date. Key degrees, um, similar as before, you, you have to have a minimum GPA of five. Um, a key degree includes bachelor's, honors, master's, and PhD. Uh, Griffith does recognize two-year accelerated bachelor degrees. And uh, yeah, basically what we've said, a GPA is calculated over the final three years of study and must be completed by the 31st of December. If you do an honors degree, um, an incomplete four-year embedded must be completed by 31st of December. And um, an honors degree will not be used 
um, if it's a standalone honors degree and not completed by 31st of July. Um, if you do a master's by research, a coursework or PhD, it must be completed by 31st July in this year, basically. As we said, um, the GPA is unweighted. Uh, PhDs receive GPA of seven. If you complete master's by research only, uh, you will receive a GPA of seven for the duration um, of full-time study, up to two years. And if you complete a master's by coursework or a combination of coursework and research, then the GPA will be calculated from uh, whatever is graded. Now here is um, the admission guide for um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander applicants. Uh, you can uh, have any degree, um, any key degree for the doctor of medicine, so no prerequisite. Uh, you have to have a minimum of uh, a minimum GPA of five. You don't have to do the GAMSAT. You apply through GAMSAS and you identify yourself as Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander and include Griffith University as a preference. Next, you should contact uh, Griffith University and provide your GAMSAS application number. Um, you don't have to do a GAMSA interview, but there is a first people applicant interview where um, you'll be interviewed uh, by a panel, which includes a representative from the Gomery Student Success Unit, the Office of the Pro Vice Chancellor, who is Indigenous, and uh, Griffith Health. Uh, a bit more on the interview, the Griffith University Multiple Station Admissions Assessment, or GAMSA, is designed to assess personal qualities deemed desirable. Very general, but this is basically what all the universities do. Um, this is a scenario-based multi-station interview, and it's scheduled for the 20th of September this year, and it'll be held online as well. For the final offer, um, you'll be, it'll be based on overall ranking, so 50-50 combination of GPA, GAMSAT, and interview. The offers will be released in early November. And in the offer, you'll know uh, both your place and your location. For both UQ and Griffith, um, in, terms of the, how, how, in terms of the validity of your 2020 results, Griffith applicants as we said before, can request to remove all the semester one or trimester one results in 2020, while UQ will use uh, the results in 2020 for their GPL calculations. In terms of waiving, UQ uses subject credit value, not year of completion. Um, as you guys have seen before, for Melbourne Uni, they wait each year a bit more than the, than the last, and Deakin as well. Uh, UQ does not do this they instead use the subject credit value. Uh, Griffith calculates an unweighted GPA, however, from the past three years. And you can attend these open days scheduled um, on August 6th and August 13th for UQ and Griffith respectively, just to get to know the university a bit better and familiarize yourself with um, the universities. UWA, uh, Western Australia. Uh, 123 places for postgrad entry. 30% of these are for rural applicants. Uh, up to 10% of places are for indigenous students. 
and uh, bonded medical places are available. 28.5% uh, of all domestic medical places are BMPs, and there are 20 international spots. 74 CSP, 29 BMP. Um, and uh, you need a bachelor's degree um, or be in your final year. However, there is no 10-year rule. So you can have a degree that is more than 10 years old. So if you've graduated more than 10 years ago, you can still apply to uh, UWA. For GPA, uh, you need a minimum GPA of 5.5, and this is unweighted. Uh, domestic applicants who are successful in obtaining an interview um, in 2023, so this year, they averaged the GPA of 6.75, just to give you a just to give you an idea of what you what you should probably aim for. If you've completed a PhD, uh, you will have an automatic GPA of seven. And um, if you've completed a master's degree, you will have a GPA bonus of 0.2. For the GAMSAT, um, you have to obtain a minimum of 55 with no individual section below 50. However, again, um, on average, domestic applicants um, who were successful in gaining an interview got a GAMSAT score of 70, so quite a bit higher than 55. Um, there are pathways for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander as well as rural students. Uh, with regards to the interview, uh, the, in the selection is based equally on the GAMSAT score uh, overall and your GPA. The interviews will be held in Perth and will take place, uh, it's, it's expected to take place in 24th September to 8th October. And it's in person, so no video conferencing options. And I think we've mentioned this before, so a new weighting for the final offer. So 30% GPA, 20% GAMSAT, 50% interview instead of uh, equal weighting for all. And for a rural, uh, place, places, the um, offers are based on these criteria. Just a bit on the UWA Medical School program. Um, it's a four-year postgraduate. First year, mostly theory. Second year, you have 16 weeks of clinical preparation, which include lectures and seminars, and then 24 weeks of hospital placements. The third and four year, fourth year, these are all uh, hospital placements. And you can uh, choose to take a third year, your third year as part of the rural clinical school. Um, so you're doing a year in rural Western Australia. The rotations you'll go through are listed over here. Um, I won't read through all of them, but yeah, these are the rotations you'll go through. And I'm sure it's quite similar um, in all the medical schools. Uh, University of Notre Dame. So for this university, they have 100 spots for postgrad entry. Um, however, this might be subject to change. Uh, 43 of them are Commonwealth supported places, 17 are bonded medical places, and up to 60 are full fee paying. Uh, to qualify, you must have completed or be in your final year of a minimal three-year undergrad degree, um, including an honors year if this is applicable. And this must be completed within the last 10 years. Minimum GPA is 5.2. Um, higher degrees like PhD will not be awarded, unfortunately, bonuses on your GPA. 
however, they will be uh, awarded bonuses on the Notre Dame portfolio, which um, I believe does not exist anymore, Notre Dame. Um, the weighted calculation over the past three years of study. Oh, so, so GPA is weighted over the past, over the last three years. And the third year is um, the weighted the, the highest. In terms of uh, GAMSAT, this is based on an unweighted GAMSAT score. Uh, you must have a minimum overall score of 52 uh, with a minimum score of 50 in each uh, subsection. And importantly, um, we mentioned at the beginning, the, the portfolio is instead uh, replaced by CASPER, which is the situational judgment test. And this will occur in th 3rd of May, 28th of May, and 8th of June, 2023. Um, in terms of the interview, um, applicants are ranked according to a combination of their GPA, their unweighted GAMSAT, um, and the CASPER score, sorry, not the portfolio score. Um, and approximately 200 applicants will be interviewed. And then the offers will be, uh, interview offers will be released in September. And then um, everyone who's, who fulfills the criteria basically will secure an interview spot, but will not, uh, this, this does not guarantee an offer. The offers are based on this. Um, so it'll be based on the Notre Dame portfolio, um, unweighted average GAMSAT score, um, average of the three sections, um, as we said before. Um, however, for 2023, on average, students who, who are successful in um, getting a spot have an average GAMSAT score of 66, a GPA score of 6.64, is on average what, what they've attained. However, there's only a minimum of 5.2. And a CASPER score, um, I don't think there is a cutoff for this one, um, but you, you just need to do a CASPER score from an online situational judgment test. And finally, um, you have to do a multi-mini interview as well. Just briefly on the, uh, the medical course, it's a four-year course once again, two years uni work, two years placement, similar as the ones before. However, this one has a large rural focus. So you will do rural trips every year. Uh, classes will be held in both um, Notre Dame Fremantle and Murdoch University. And rotations you'll go through are stated over here. All right, on okay. to you, Emmanuel. Uh, well, we have a couple of questions. Cool. Quite a few, actually. So let's run yep. through those first. Cool. Uh, so from the top, uh, Kieran asks if uh, work experience as a medical receptionist counts as work experience. Now, I believe that they're fairly broad with their definition of work experience, so it should be cool but it's worth contacting the universities that you are applying to where work experience is relevant to make sure. Uh, Lara, uh, I guess we can leave that there in terms of what work experience means. It's a fairly broad definition, but if you are unsure, uh, always contact the universities. Uh, Jerry asks, if since GPAs aren't finalized by the time when interview offers are released, is it considered or is it just GAMSAT? 
uh, your GPAs up to the point of application. Uh, yeah, up to the point of um, application are considered and they give you an average GPA from the courses that you've already done. And that will be included as part of your portfolio for application. Indigo asks, do you have to study at Flinders before uh, applying for medicine there? No. Uh, they have a, if we can just go back to that, actually, if you don't yeah. mind, Tim. Yeah, um, sure. And you might have asked this before I spoke about it, but just to clarify. Yeah, a little bit to go. Sorry about that. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, so uh, we'll do that. Could you just go forward one, Tim? Yeah. So uh, a minimum of 25% of the applicants at uh, Flinders uh, must be non-Flinders University, and a maximum of 75 have to be from Flinders. And it'll generally balance out somewhere in the middle in terms of the amount of spots available to you for uh, non-Flinders students. Um, Lara asked if there is much of a difference in terms of fees for CSP and bonded medical places. And I'm not actually sure. Um, I don't see why there would be a major difference because your the course is the same, but where you end up is different. Um, but I am not 100% on that, Lara. Sorry about that. Do you know anything about that, Tim? No, unfortunately, I think the best place to go to is probably the university itself with regards to this kind of question. Yeah. Yep. Maiko asks, hi, thank you for the details. What can be done if your undergraduate degree, master's degree, et cetera, uh, is overseas and it does not adopt the GPA scoring system? We're going to talk a little bit more about scoring in the sixth section, uh, right, Tim? Yeah. So hopefully that will clarify that, but if not, um, feel free to ask more questions then. Uh, Alina Biju asks if a standalone honours ever counts for Griffith. Standalone honours. Let me go back to that once again. All right, uh, standalone honor. So does that mean, I think it, it, oh, okay. Yep, it doesn't really say over here. Um, this is all I got from the GAMSAS admission guide. So I think you might have to um, send an email to them and ask them about this specifically. Do you have any idea, Emmanuel? Uh, yeah, not too sure about that. And I'm not entirely sure what a standalone honours entails. Uh, I'm sure lots of postgraduate studies will count towards most universities. But mm. when in doubt, again, contact your universities and they can give yeah. you these specifics. Um, sorry, we can't be more specific than that, Alina. Yeah. Taz asked, how do we calculate GPA? Uh, we'll talk about that in section six. Yeah. Uh, same to you, Lara. 
Uh, and yeah, if we don't answer your GPA questions by the sixth section, we'll uh, just let us know. Notre Dame, uh, Kieran asked about Notre Dame and whether it's the same requirements as Fremantle. Uh, as far as I could tell, yes. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. And are all four years studied in Sydney? Not necessarily, um, since um, Fremantle Sydney uh, has campuses in Ballarat and Melbourne. And so the first two years will have to be in Sydney, but you can elect to go to Melbourne for the last two years. Sarah asks if your master's, if your master's was undertaken over many years, does it matter? And as far as I understand, no, unless it takes over, it took over 10 years to do your master's, uh, then there might be complications with um, uh, some universities who only take GPAs over 10 years. Um, but generally speaking, as long as you've completed your master's within 10 years, there won't be any complications at all as to whether it counts towards your application in any way. Okay, that's all the questions okay. now. Cool. Okay, now um, there's always a bit of discussion and confusion about how to um, choose your preferences and your place types. So that's what we're gonna talk about now. Uh, so for interviews, and this might be a little bit confusing without a, a, an example, so we'll give you an example in a second, but each applicant's eligibility and competitiveness will be assessed for their first preference and so on. So uh, they'll check to see if you meet the requirements for an interview for your first preference. If you don't, they'll move into your second and so on and so on and so on until they go to your sixth pre preference. So what this means is that you should pick six universities that you have a chance at. But once you have selected your six universities, you preference them in order of the, the universities that you actually want to go to. So for example, if you have no chance, just for example, at um, Unimelb, you don't include that in your preferences. But let's say that you have a good chance at, let's say, um, uh, UOW and Notre Dame. You put UOW and Notre Dame in your list. Now, even if you have more of a chance at Notre Dame, but you prefer UOW, you put UOW first because you're going to get considered for Notre Dame anyway. The, and the rules are the same for the offer. Ah, perfect. Yeah, there's an example here. So student, let, let's run through this example again. So student X preferences as per the table here. If a student X is considered for an interview at UOW, but does not rank high enough, they are considered for UNDS. And if they don't rank high enough, they're considered for an interview at Unimel. There they rank high enough and are offered an interview. After the interview, they don't do good enough to get into Unimel, um, but they are considered for an offer at Griffith and they do rank high enough. And so they, are, they receive an offer to study medicine at Griffith. There are some tricky bits here. Uh, make sure to consider any changes to admission criteria. For example, not considering 2020 results. UOW no longer considers GPA. UCR requires prerequisites and so on and so forth. 
any bonuses might help you in deciding whether you are a strong candidate for a university. Uh, Deakin and UOW, for example, with their rural focuses and financial disadvantage focuses. Uh, the Gradual Graduate Access Melbourne program in Melbourne has some uh, very specific criterion that you might fit, might help you out. Uh, and different universities weigh their GPAs differently. So, for example, UNDS uh, and UNDF, uh, sorry, Notre Dame and UQ use an unweighted GAMSAT score. Um, some use a weighted GAMSAT score. Some have a very specific GAMSAT skew, like the University of Sydney, for example. All things worth considering. Same with the GPA. So you did very well in third year or first year, and you want to focus on which uh, GPA uh, scaling fits your scores. So in terms of the way you preference, first you rank all the medical schools in a blank piece of paper based on where you actually want to live and do your degree. So think about the city or town you want to be in, what the study is like, and uh, what the work will be like once you've finished. If you don't want to live somewhere, do not preference it. Uh, and if you end up with more than six preferences on that page, cut out the ones for which you would be the least competitive. So in terms of preferencing, uh, six universities to think about, six GEMSTAS to add one USID and one Flinders application. Uh, think about your admissions criteria, GEMSAT combo, etc. Uh, only pre preference places where you would actually want to go, of course. Uh, and list them in prefer pre preferred order, consider changes to admission criteria, and check the bonuses. Uh, this is you. All right. Um, in terms oh, of... actually, apologies. Uh, this is mine as well. Right. Yeah, cool. Uh, so, the in terms of internships, uh, there are a set of priorities um, as to whether you get your internship or not following your degree. Generally, uh, medical graduates of New South Wales universities who are Australian or New Zealand citizens or permanent residents are guaranteed an intern position uh, in New South Wales. Uh, medical graduates of interstate or New Zealand universities who completed year 12 studies in New South Wales who aren't Australian and New Zealand citizens are uh, prioritised second and there are priorities beyond this. And it also depends on the state in which you live uh, and your background. You can take a look at the specific priorities here as well as on the next page probably. In terms of place types for the degree itself, um, there are CSPs and BMPs, Commonwealth Supported and Bonded Medical Places. Uh, these, uh, the government can support you through Hex Help. Uh, the Bonded Medical Places require you to spend three years in a rural setting following your the completion of your degree. Um, there's full fee paying, which means that you have to pay for your degree out of pocket. Um, and there are also differences for international uh, and permanent residents who aren't citizens. So they're, they're usually um, full fee paying, 
uh, though some students, from my understanding, can get support from a CSB or bonded medical place. Yep. So domestic CSPs from New South Wales universities have guaranteed New South Wales internships, and everyone else doesn't. So it's important that international students in the audience uh, be particularly cautious about um, this situation. Okay. Any questions? Right. Not as far as I can tell. On you go, Tim. Cool. So uh, let's talk about the overview of the criteria and the interview as well. So um, schools use uh, a different, they, they weigh sort of your GPA and GAMSAT differently. So, and they don't really publish how exactly they rank the students. Um, however, there is a way in which we can sort of give a rough measure of our competitiveness. We can just divide our GPA by seven, add it to our GAMSAT score over 100, and have this combination score. Um, yeah, as it says here, although it's not a completely accurate method, um, calculating this score can be helpful in giving you a rough idea of what your chances are. Um, and uh, in addition, the, this formula assumes that GPA and GAMSAT are equally weighted. And this is generally the case, but it's uh, we, we've talked about which universities, as before, don't really do this. So an example of using this, um, if John, let's say, has a GPA of 6.63 and a GAMSAT score of 67, we'll get an overall combination score of 1.617. Uh, and in this table, a lot of numbers, but what it basically says, um, these are the universities on the left column here, available space, uh, available places for this year, 2023 entry. This will change for next year. Um, but yeah, these are for CSP, BMP, and full fee paying. And we can see sort of the trends for the GAMSAT cutoffs for um, each year from 2013 onwards. Um, a trend sort of is, is that the minimum score sort of keeps getting up every year, but there are some schools that go down. Um, in their cutoffs. And this um, sort of correlates with when they're adding um, interviews to um, their applications process. So UQ, for example, did not have uh, interviews up to 2020. And you can see it's um, GAMSAT minimum scores going up. They added this um, uh, interview in 2020 and the minimum score, sort of the cutoff GAMSAT scores went down. Um, I think the opposite sort of happens here in uh, U University of Sydney, um, it's maintained a pretty high minimum GAMSAT of around 67, 68, 69. And then once they um, got rid uh, of the um, of the interview, it's gone up even higher, 72. But yeah, so this is just a brief uh, overview, just to sort of see where you are. In terms of the selection criteria, um, you can take a screenshot of this. So universities on the left column, minimum GPA here, minimum GAMSAT score here, but obviously you wanna aim quite a bit higher than the minimum. Uh, these are the availability of bonuses. So rural bonuses are available in all these universities. Um, 
and postgraduate uh, bonuses or subquotas are available only in these particular universities. Criteria for the interview offer, we've got the percentage of each GPA GAMSAT or portfolio. Um, and the criteria for the final offer, we've got a combination of GPA GAMSAT portfolio interview and the universities over here. And here are the unofficial minimum scores that we've obtained from just students um, giving, giving up their scores, their, their sort of combination scores just to see where you're at, just to give a brief rough idea. But again, this is not hard and fast rule, just to give you sort of where, where you wanna be aiming at. Uh, you, you can head to our website for all the specific details. Um, and this is the, the website over here. All right, so um, interview. The interview format, uh, this is based on this year's entry. And again, uh, this might change just a, just a bit in terms of the specifics of how many stations there are and times. Um, however, mostly they, they would probably stay the same. You can have a brief, just a brief over, overview here. Um, I won't go through all of them in too much detail, but number of stations for here. So mostly between four and 10 stations. Um, you've got time, how, how long you have to answer the questions in each station, how much time between each station. And these are the question types that you'll get for the interview. So all universities will ask you about ethical scenarios. Basically all except Monash will ask you about why you want to do medicine. But again, th these, um, all of this is just based on student uh, feedback. So we can't know for sure. Uh, until you actually get on the interview that day, and it may change from year to year slightly. Uh, but just to give you a, some, some knowledge of what to prepare for, what types of questions to, to be ready for. All universities tend to ask about general health knowledge, so public health, indigenous uh, slash rural health, international uh, health issues, things like that. Uh, they'll give you scenarios. Um, asking you about your how you behave in certain scenarios and um, asking you any sort of experiences displaying certain behaviors like leadership and teamwork, things like that. Um, there will also be some questions involving role-playing. So uh, you'll watch a video and sort of analyze uh, what traits the patient has, uh, what traits the doctor or patient has in that scenario or what traits um, the actors have that are uh, suitable, that are good, and what traits could be improved, and what's the main issue there, what's the ethical issues there, stuff like that. Um, practical tasks, I think they're probably phasing this out. Um, I haven't seen many people talk about this anymore. Uh, DSEC questions, famously known in uh, Unimel. So basically what that is, is explaining a difficult concept in simple terms, like photosynthesis, try to describe it um, to a five-year-old. So yeah, these are um, just uh, basics on interview. We have a specific um, sort of webinar on interviews uh, by GradReady, which will, um, which will occur sometime this year. So if you'd like to know a bit more in detail about the interview, and we have an interview course as well, actually. Um, I think we might talk about that later.
if you guys would like to apply to that. All right, so that's actually um, everything we have to go through today. Just uh, any, uh, uh, if there, you've got any other questions, we can leave that uh, after this. Um, just a bit of a digression here. Uh, we've, the Grad Ready has a GAMSAT to Med School podcast, and this aims to dive a bit deeper into the medical school journey and give you guys tips and, and tricks to make yourself stand out um, in order to get into medical school. And this is available in all your favorite podcast platforms. Mm -hmm.